This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back. Yes. How's it going? Good, good. Pretty good. Lovely. What's new and exciting out there? Anything? What am I missing? I have FOMO. <laughs> You're not missing much over here. Nah? Man, you got really. status quo? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It's been a little quiet this past week or so, week or two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm picking up a little bit over here, but I mean, it's not nothing gangbusters, but definitely better yeah. than it was before. We were pretty slow there for a bit. I'm clearly seeing like a change between new, new constructions to remodels. Basically, everything that I'm getting now is like remodels. So light on the new construction. Yeah. A little bit more remodel stuff. Yeah. Builders are getting conservative at this point. Yeah, I haven't seen much in the way of new construction uh, either over here, you know. Um, Mostly remodels. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, like, replacements, you know, like old, rickety, junky, broken down, shower enclosures. You want frameless ones. Mm-hmm. But that's tricky, you know, because it's like sometimes you don't have much to work with, you know, once you take the old one out. And, you know, I always have to kind of educate people on the fact that and once we take this old shower enclosure out, I mean, there's no telling what it's going to look like under there. Can't you clean it? <laughs> well, you, you know, guys- yeah, clean it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got a call. You guys charge it? What's that now? No, you guys charge for or remove the, the old the old unit? That's a good question. You know, I uh always have included. Um yeah, you know, it's if if you know that that there's one in that's gonna come out, yeah, I just kind of figured in the price, right, Tim? Yeah, mm-hmm. you and if you look at it and see how bad it is, you know how bad you what you charge for it <laughs> now do you do you charge a flat rate or do you charge kind of based on size and panels yeah size have- yeah. i just figure you know if the door and panel i figure so much and you know if they've kept it up if the old one has been kept up it's not that bad but when it's oh, when they're not ooh, oh boy there's, no, there's nothing worse than that, man. And then, and, and it's and it's leaked over the years, and somebody got went and got some whatever from Home Depot and tried to go over the top of it. And you know. once you unlock that smell, too, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I have a flat rate for 125 for door and panel. In additional panel, I'll, uh, you'll charge 50 more on the top of that. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, you got to pack it down. You got to bring it back to the shop. You got to get rid of it. And... Yeah. 
We don't uninstall it all. We um, refer to a handyman. And our story there is here's a handyman. You should have this uninstalled before we get out there to bring out your new shower. You're going to want to see what's underneath there. You're going to want to find out if there's discoloration, holes, anything else. You're going to need to fix it. And, you know, he's a great handyman. You probably have other things going on. If it's time to replace the shower, it might be time to check out your tile and everything else. And, you know, he's going to be a great source for you. Let us know when he's done. <laughs> we don't I love it. it. So now do you have somebody that you refer? Yeah. Yeah, we have two people that we really like. It took a while to, you know, find those mm -hmm. two people. But even, even though we really like them and everything, it's like these are separate people. So they're not part of our team. You know, mm. we've, we've got good referrals or we've got good feedback. But, yeah, we do – you know, we do still say we're not responsible for their work. Mm -hmm. So say, is there a story behind how that happened? I have a feeling there is. Um, well, you know, just a, a variety of them. Um, there was one, there was one guy, um, I guess the closest to a story. My husband went out to uninstall Mike and, um, he uninstalls and he finds this giant crack. It, I mean, it's like it's like a, a hole, and you know, he's like, I can't, I can't put anything over here, and it's it's fiberglass. It was already a cheap install that we didn't want to do, and he's like, Well, what do you mean? Well, this has to be fixed. Well, it was fine until you took it out, and you know, I, what am I supposed to do now? Well, you're supposed to fix it. Call someone to, well, it seems like you should be responsible for this. And Mike's like, no, I didn't know what was behind your shower. Well, why didn't you? You're the professional. You should have known what was back there. I mean, it was, it was insane. And it's like, you know, who needs it? Wow. But mostly, but mostly you get into some of those showers and they always want you to clean it. They say they'll clean it before you come out to uninstall it. They won't. And, you know, what are you going to be like an hour cleaning? So you could have gone out and installed, you know, a, a 180 or pretty close to it or door and panel. Um, how, how much are you going to charge for that? 125? No way. I mean, is it worth 500? A thousand? I mean... I think the charge ought to be closer to a thousand to do something like that. I hear now, are, are most of your guys removals older framed or semi frameless units, or are you guys removing old frameless units and putting just kind of up upgraded frameless back in? Like most of our removals are, are older or semi frameless. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same here. Okay. And then we also don't want to, I mean, if we're putting frameless in there, um, you know, they want to know if we're going to cover all the holes and, th and it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. How discolored yeah. is it going to be? Um, are you going to find cracks and stuff? Is it going to be prone to leakage, you know, within there? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to just throw some silicone in a hole and say, that'll be fine. I want, I want them responsible for, for sure. their 
shower. And if they don't have any, and, and plus all the times that we go out there and we're bringing the shower and everything, all the previous times before we did this. So we've got everything and we go out there uninstall and then find out that there's some problem that we can't install. And mm -hmm. what a waste. It's just the, the, the worst type of work to do. And so why bother? Mm -hmm. I kind of agree, but we still do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we have conversations about not doing mirrors and, you know, I'd love to not do mirrors, but I still feel like I need to. So I get that comment yeah. for sure. We're in the glass business. Yeah. You know, uh, that's kind of in that realm. So, no, we, we do um, removals. We have quite a few. And, uh, you know, and there are some occasions uh, we get caught off guard a little bit, but we're pretty good up front letting customers know about discoloration and all that. We're good at patching. I, I use epoxy putties. Hmm. Um, and I go to Lowe's because they got a bigger stick and it's a little less and it 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 sets up very quickly and um, it's in their plumbing section and it's plumber's um, epoxy stick um, fix-it stick works really well and then I use I've got color a color kit I've created um, it's called uh, Seam Fill, S-E-A-M-F-I-L. I guess it's a dash F-I-L. Um, and it's acrylic colors, and they set up really fast. Where do you uh, find that at? Uh, if you go online and Google it, you'll find it. And then they, they have their own retail store i think that's uh like american something um i can't remember the name of it but i could find it let you know that would be awesome yeah um, so please and, and what i do is i get a bunch of their different colors and i can kind of blend it and do a pretty good job especially anything that is uh is not a solid color, you know, or or a or a real glossy white is kind of harder to match. <clears throat> if it's really a bright glossy white, um, white silicone typically will work. Mm -hmm. But I tell I, you know, setting the expectations. We had one of our meetings not long ago. We we're talking about setting expectations, and we just have to tell customers, you know, it's. If you're looking for it, you can probably still see what we patch. But, you know, anything that's like a tan or a brown that has tans in it, man, we can, those things disappear. Those holes, you don't even know they were there. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, you just have to, to be careful. And fiberglass, the only thing we'll do on that's uh, like a semi-frameless, uh, a brand name, uh shower door that has you know the framing that you put onto the the fiberglass so that we're not doing a true frameless um and i i can't say we're real good at doing a frame shower because we don't have a lot of practice at that but if it's a straight across situation door panel they're easy 
and Alumax is the brand that we have. They have one that looks kind of like a frameless door. Um, it's just supported using side jams and a bottom track. And mm -hmm. uh, it has, you know, the C pole and, you know, gives them the look they're looking for, you know. So I right now, um, it seems like business has slowed up a little bit. So I'm going to take whatever I can right now. But, you know, if we were, we're swamped, I mean, we're going to definitely be charging for it. And I, we're doing removals. I charge for it. Mm -hmm. I, I won't say a thousand dollars, but uh, uh, you know, we. I have one that's going to be easy. We'll be in and out in probably 15, 20 minutes because one of my contractors who it was a new tile job over a year ago, and it's leaking. And so my contractor said, "Hey, he he didn't do the work. Somebody else did, but uh, they have a frameless in there." We're going to remove that, let him redo the pan. You know, of course, they have to go up the wall a little bit. Hopefully it fits. Um, so then we're going to go back out and reinstall. So, I mean, overall, it's going to be a $600 order. It's not a ton of money, but it's uh, doing a favor for my, my contractor, and it's a door panel. You know, it won't be too hard for us to, to do. Um, it's not very big either. Oh. Yeah, so we do them. So so now for for those of you that still do them as as I do, um, are you most of the time doing them in two trips like that? You're going out on one first occasion to remove and you know check the damage possible damage to. Them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought it might be my computer. No. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to do that in two trips. And uh, fortunately, you know, usually we're in the same areas all the time. And um, it would be three to go in out in time to, to install the, the new. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> Ryan's frozen in time. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's still frozen. Oh yeah, you're gonna have that sometimes, you know, cyberspace and all. Well, uh, all right. Does anybody have any other questions or anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious what 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 do other people do? Does um. Shannon, you know, like I admire you. I mean, that was a great answer. Um, what I used to do back when you know, I was on my own is I would just tell people, hey, I, I char I'll charge 200 bucks to take off the old thing, you know. I mean, if it was like a simple thing. Um, I mean, if it got like more complicated, if it was like replacing, you know, like big frameless enclosure with something else. Another big frame of shower enclosure might have to charge more. But uh, I would say yeah, I would be 200 bucks. And a lot of times that was enough to dissuade people from hiring me to do it. Like, oh, 200 bucks. I'm like, yeah, you know, you could probably hire a handyman. He might do it for half that. And that was kind of really what I was going for because it's disgusting. I mean, it is the worst part of my job. It's <laughs> taking out somebody, some stinky, nasty, 
you know, somebody else's, ugh. Ah, <laughs> oh, so gross, you know. <laughs> you pull it out and it's like, it is like, oh my gosh. But, you know, bring a lot of <laughs> bring a lot of alcohol along, you know. Not just to drink either. You want some for like to clean yeah, it yeah. too. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that, that that's what, you know, what I used to do. And that would kind of help. But I kind of like Shannon's answer better. It's just like, no, nah, hire somebody else. To do that. Well, I also feel like those are not our, our ideal customers. You know, you've got someone who has this fiberglass thing and it's been in there for who knows how long and they've decided that they want to keep the fiberglass and pull out this nasty semi-frameless put in another semi-frameless I mean our customer is the person who's remodeling and retiling and putting in frameless I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know why I'm going after but you know Brad has a good point <laughs> when we need customers, we need customers. But otherwise, I mean, you know, who who wants those people? They're, you know, they're also going to say that you're, you know, a little more expensive than Home Depot. <laughs> and, you know, how hard is it to install it themselves? You know, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And nobody's answer is the wrong answer. I mean, everybody's answer is the right yeah. answer for them, right? I mean, we all we're all approaching it a little bit differently, and that's what's so fun about having these conversations is because, like, um, you know, sometimes I hear something completely different than what I've heard before, and it's cool. It makes me think. I see um, Heather is in the, the uh, on the page, and she posted, and she said we've been able to measure for a unit and leave the original until the new one comes in. I think, you know, that's, I mean, that's what I always did too. I mean, although it's a little bit tricky, like you have to kind of take outside dimensions and kind of figure, I, I like to lay everything out to center normally when I'm doing a new installation. And when there's something in there, you can't really measure to the center. You have to, you know, kind of measure either inside or outside and then add or subtract and kind of, you know, I mean, you should be able to do that pretty accurately, but. Now, I had a an architect friend of mine come in one time and ask, you know, what was new in shower glass, and I showed him back painted glass. So he went home and dreamed up. He had a one shower in the house, corner shower, and it was old, what we call work right uh, shower enclosure WBS. Yeah, and he wanted to put the back painted glass on on top of the old uh, we call it Clomar walls. The imitation marble. Oh yeah, and then put a a uh, a frame of shower enclosure on that. And at the same time, he wanted to change all the shower valves, add a towel bar, and we had to do that. Everything had to be there to do because that was the only shower he had in the house. Mm. So I went mm. out, laid out, measured for the back painted glass, got that ordered measured the shower enclosure for frameless and and everything came in and fit like a glove good job yes talk about nerve-wracking yeah no kidding yeah i mean especially when he changed all the shower valve locations in the wall so all the glass had to be drilled for all that and wow that's cool did you put in a needle 
So you didn't use tempered glass, Tim, for no, the, the back shower walls? The back pane of glass was tempered okay. on the shower walls. Yeah. But I had to measure all this with the original shower in place. And, uh, and then he had a ceiling fan. So when the door, if the door swung open, it would hit the ceiling fan. Well, he was smart enough to put a, you know, inverted radius in the corner of the door. So when you opened up the door, it would clear the ceiling fan. So <laughs> it was quite the interesting job. Of course, my cell phone was dead, so I couldn't take a picture and he didn't have one. So what? Yeah. Well, that's like the one that got away, man. Yeah. And if he did have a cell phone, it was an old flip phone, so. <laughs> uh, I do want to clarify one thing. Yeah, I normally will go out, measure it, leave the door, and then we would go out and uninstall it and remeasure. That's what we'd normally do. This one that I have in this situation, though, doesn't make sense because they're going to retile it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in our we area, might, we might be selling them more glass. I mean, if it doesn't fit, then we're going to have to buy something. Because mm -hmm. you know, we go out to these homes out here in Seaside Highlands and they're, you know, KB built homes and they all have the typical corner shower and a bathtub. And they put in some funky old, you know, Old frame shower enclosure, and we go out there and measure it all in place and go replace it, and they always fit. Mm -hmm. And that includes the bench has a notch in it, so you have to notch the glass to go over the bench. And... Yeah. And we just tell them, you know, there's probably three screws holes in this wall, and there's none across the bottom, and, and they're they're fine with it. And while then we also move it back because they always, you know. They just come up and step onto the curve, the the lid, and do a return. So we give them more room for for uh, stuff to set too. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you guys. Um, we're talking about semi-frameless showers. What have you guys been seeing for pricing in your area? We've seen so many price increases from the manufacturers that it's almost the same price as frameless at this point. It is. Yeah, we just had a price increase uh, last week, I think. I think it was last week. Um, I think they went up 15, 15 or 20%, I think. Wow. A pretty big, it was a pretty big jump. Yeah. What manufacturer was that? That's Century shower door century mm -hmm. bathworks out here in jersey and i just quoted a uh i just gave a quote for someone she wanted a quote on a semi-frameless bypass slider in matte black <clears throat> and it ended up being it was only like 100 150 less than a barn door slider mm -hmm. in matte black and i was like i i had i didn't mm -hmm. think i mean i knew it was going to be less i thought it was going to be a little more than you know, 150. And, you know, at that point, you know, for another couple hundred bucks, you get, you know, something a little sleeker looking, but it was, it was outside their budget anyway. So we didn't get it, but I've been getting, I've been getting a lot of that the past couple of weeks, like, you know, the wow glasses expensive comment and, you know, we didn't budget for that. Um, 
I priced out a corner, a 90 degree corner enclosure today. I think it came to just over 2,400. And the guy was like, you know, we only budgeted for like a thousand, twelve hundred dollars I'm like, I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. you know? Is that for a shower curtain? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can get a real nice shower curtain, you know, get it all bedazzled up if you want, but that's about it, buddy. <laughs> bedazzled. Oh, but I've been getting a lot of that, just the the under the underestimating, I guess, the the cost of the glass. I, I don't know. And part of me feels like, you know, the contractors should kind of be guiding these some of these homeowners at the on the front end of, of the renovation or the remodel. Like, hey, listen, when it comes time, you know, you're looking at, you know, and throw a rough budget number. So, you know, they kind of have an idea before it gets to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. What are you going to do? Well, sometimes that's just their negotiating tactic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just got a call today. Uh for for the semi frameless, it's just like a single door, twenty by seventy. Came came to three twenty. Yeah. What finish was that? Uh, Polish chrome. Okay. Yeah. How much? Usually cheaper, three twenty. So is that just a single door on a fiberglass curb? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So do you? Do you use the um, the curb when you do that or not? On the fiberglass curb. Oh, you mean the aluminum curb? Yeah. I've been doing that lately because those curbs are so flat. Mm. If it's a small shower, there's going to be water out on the floor. So I, I get the aluminum curb and, and uh, that way you don't get any leaks. So what is that about two inches tall? The curb? Yeah. I mean, no, it's only about an inch. The metal. Is it just an inch? I mean, it's like yeah. I don't know if you can see that. I just put that down. Okay, a little bit more than an inch, probably. Yeah. Yeah, there are. You know, that's actually not a bad idea. No. Yeah, because those fiberglass curbs are flat as can be, and and. Uh, this way, the water will will drip to the inside. So you let them know that I'm sure. Oh yeah, I tell them because they'd probably freak out if you didn't. Oh yeah, and if you're pulling pull an old one out, you can see where the water's been running out anyway. So, so now I stopped doing any kind of hinging, what we call manufactured doors. You know, semi frameless, whatever. I stopped doing any of the hinge type a uh, few years back. So the only thing that I'll do manufactured is just sliding bypass. Mm -hmm. um, because like, it really is, it's gotten to the point to where I can't, I can't reduce anything by, by selling them a semi frameless. It's so much more work to install mm -hmm. one of those than it is a frameless. It's like, mm -hmm. it's a why. I mean, it doesn't, I don't know how people could do it. You know, I mean, unless you've just got guys out there who are like really, you know, kind of low paid and bang those things out. I don't know how you can make money on it. So now it's like the only, yeah, I mean, 
if someone's got a rental or bathtub, um, we'll offer, you know, like sliding bypass doors, but mm-hmm. no hinging doors. Mm-hmm. I did one today. I did one today. What did I you did, do today? Oh, I did a uh, a uh, Euro Euro shower from WBS. I know Timmy knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I did one. It was a 2000 inline with a return panel. It was pretty easy. It took me about two and a half hours. I chart. There's not a lot of people that do it around here. Um, that do it. I'm probably the only shop that still does it. Does those? So I charge pretty good. I don't. I don't go cheap by anything. I mark up my glass, I mark it up, and I mark up my time, and they pay it, you know, and the coding too. I mean, I make money off the coding as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Chris is right. I mean, it takes longer. You got to take out a chop saw. You got to lay that out, cut it, and walk back and forth in the house a few times, and then mm-hmm. get done. You got to clean up all the shavings, and then you got to – and then siliconing is hideous because you got to get all the – the gaps, right? You got to silicone those, make sure those are all sealed up. Then you got to run uh, the vinyl. Don't forget about running the you vinyl. You got to run the there. vinyl too. The vinyl's not too bad. I, no, I, but it's I, just I do, time consuming. It is. You know, I, you do one side, and then what I do, I throw the other side, I throw it inside the sink, and I spray a bunch of it with silk, uh, with a uh, glass cleaner. Yeah. And then I get it nice and soapy, and it goes in right in pretty quick. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I had a helper today, so it made it pretty easy. I didn't do it by myself, but yeah, it turned out pretty good. I mean, it was only like three hundred dollars, three hundred dollars more. If if they would have paid three hundred dollars more, they would have got a frame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. But they didn't want to. They didn't want to pay the three hundred dollars extra. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, and you know. Well, that's... in my in my area, I always tell them that the uh, semi frameless and the frameless are about fifty dollar difference. So yeah, mm-hmm. so they're like, you know what, just go frameless. So I go the frameless. But yeah, we go away with the uh, semi-frameless or the uh, we call them stick stalls. Yeah, so we don't do mm-hmm. stick stalls at all, at all here anymore. I just that's a, let them that's know. what I, I just s- let them know. Go ahead. No, I said I just let them know that it's a uh, fifty dollars or hundred dollar difference from frameless, and then I'll give you that in there, mm-hmm. and then they go with it anyway. So that's that's what I do. You know, sometimes and, uh, it's. Uh, Sometimes it's okay to do that, but you know, you see a bad tile job, and uh, and you know, instead of me passing passing up a job because I don't like to, um, because you know that job will always pay somebody's bill. I also am a semi frameless if I see a bad tile job or they got a bad curb or you know they're sloping the wrong way. Also, I'm a semi frameless. I don't care, you know. <laughs> um, that's that's how I started. I, I grew up doing you know semi frameless. I I did that for. Oof. 10 15 years so i'm pretty pretty knowledgeable i can do them pretty quick but yeah i'll sell them one sure i'll sell them my socks if they want to buy my socks too you know? <laughs> i don't care how much for your socks man uh, let's see i don't know they're dicky socks are pretty pretty comfortable i don't know just got them <laughs> the holes, right? for holes. <laughs> brandon tried to buy them for me that one day in vegas like oh dude these are my socks leave them alone that's all I did before Frameless came out was yeah 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 yeah. I remember when when uh, I was doing the semi frameless and the frameless were were barely getting popular. Just a simple inline was like six grand. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, you guys remember that? And I remember those. You know when they're like 
and I'm like, I ain't gonna sell that around here. And then and all these other glass shops started doing them, and it it became a little more affordable to do it in. Yeah. Well, I, I sub out if we have a stick stall. I sub it out to a guy that that's what he used to do all the time, you know, because he he joined this business back in the late '80s. So I mean, he he did nothing but stick stalls for the longest time. So he knows how to knock them out. Way, Brad, you're taking out showers that are all gunky and disgusting, <laughs> but you're not installing these semi-frameless. Oh, I saw that. I consider those framed because they are all framed. The stick, the, okay, the, well. yeah, the stick stalls. Yeah, no, I. You know, there's so many parts and pieces. It take me all day going, where's this one go? You know, I can do any kind of frameless, but I can't do installs. Taking them out is easy, huh? It's just putting them back in. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Shannon, I, I sub my, uh, I don't take any shower doors out. I sub it out too. This guy does it for me. I don't like touching that stuff. One time I lift one up. And all the water, all the old water, and, and <laughs> splashed in my face. My mouth was open. I'm like, oh no, ah. it was disgusting. I'm like, no, no, no. Especially so, if you're taking a full frame door out, it's full of water. Yeah, it's nasty. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, so I, I sub those out now. I don't even do those. I, I sub. Someone takes it out. They'll go clean all the silicone and do all that, and I'll go back and I'll install frame this or whatever the customer wants. So you sub out the demos? Yes, I do. I do not touch people's nasty, gunky, disgusting body fluids. Nope, zero. Well, something else I'm, I do. I, by the I am way. kind of a germaphobe. Yeah, uh, I I do uh, refer because we've got good partners that are grout guys. They uh, refurbish the grout, mm -hmm. and so what? I, usually, what we try to do, and it happens frequently is I, I tell the customer this is a good time for you to have your grout redone and that the grout guy will remove the shower door he'll get all of it cleaned up he'll have it all patched and ready to go and uh, we coordinate that they get that done a couple days before we do the installation and so we do that a lot um, in fact I'm having lunch with one of my grout guys uh, first and next week um, but, uh, I, I call on grout guys for that mm -hmm. reason. So in there, they, if they feed me business, I'll feed them business. So it's killing several birds with one stone, right? We get more leads. They take care of most of the removals. The customer gets everything they want. And you're making somebody else happy with their job. So, yeah. And the cool thing is, if you've got a handyman that you can refer for something like that, like a demo, or like we we got to where when we stopped doing the stick stalls, uh, we started just uh, referring our handyman. I was like, "Hey, do you want to do these?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm happy to do them." Great. So when somebody asked for that, we could just, uh, you know, refer him. And then um, he was stoked to get the work. And then, you know, when you need somebody to do something, 
they they love you you know i mean they're just they're they'll show up for you and um you know do the that task that you know you don't want to do mm. so are these handyman's licensed by chance they have their own insurance um of course of course <laughs> absolutely i wouldn't do any kind of underhanded <laughs> dirty dealing what is a license <laughs> yeah right well if, yeah if you're doing something under 500 dollars and um in california you don't need a license yeah but is there such a thing as something under 500 dollars? i don't know what it would be maybe if you nope. fixing a leaky faucet or something Yeah, the guy that does mine for me and takes them out. He's a carpet cleaner and he also does tile cleaning. So, so he has a he goes and actually gets a machine out and he'll clean the tile inside and out for them and charges them. I think he charges like four hundred bucks something like that. Take it out and scrubs it all out and refills the grout. And then I go back and I install a shower door for them. So they get they don't just get the removal; they get a whole treatment. They'll clean, he'll clean the shower pan and everything make it look brand new if you need to re refurbish the shower pan like you know spray you know clean it up make it look white again he'll does he does all that for me that's so, good. well yeah, that's good for you yeah yeah because when you go back you got a nice clean that and he's my fishing buddy he has a nicer boat than mine so you know, i go with him <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a nice bonus there you go that's what i was talking about yeah. And what about like a uh, customer calls you, hey, I have a shower door here. I have to redo my tile, so I need to remove the shower door and then I need to put it back. How usually, how you guys deal with that? So how you guys charge, like you guys charge like two installs? Never. Good question. Good question. Who wants to take that one? It never. I don't fits. do those. Adrian says no. no. Pass. <laughs> Who else? Who else? How about hey, you, Tim? You get out there, and they never fit. Even though they say they put it back the exact way it was. Mm -hmm. It happened to me two times, so I always tell them uh, it probably won't be the same thing. So we'll probably have to do like a new door. and But I I make everything, I, I give like a heads up for the whole details. Yeah. Good day, everyone, sir. Well, hello there, Tunes. Hey. Tunes. <laughs> yeah, good day, sir. You're up late. Yeah. What's the matter? You can't sleep? <laughs> <laughs> good to see you, my brother. Yeah, so what do you do, Tunes? What if somebody calls you and says, hey, uh, I've got this door that came out. Will you come and put it back in? I didn't get you, sir. So if you have a customer who has a, it's taken out a shower door and then they um, fix the tile or something, they want you to put it back in, do you do that for them? Yes, definitely. Definitely. This man, I had a feeling you'd say that. You probably don't turn down much work, huh? 
Oh, I didn't get you, sir. I'm saying you you probably don't say no very often to to work. Oh no no no! We do everything. Um, we just charge. That's right. Just charge for it. That's it. Nice. Good answer. Good answer. So when we when we are we moving a glass, when we are removing a glass, if we are fixing it back, um, that's another charges. Then um, if the glass will still work at the same position, so definitely um, we can still fix it back. But if the glass can't work to the position anymore, then we are getting another glass. Yes. Yeah. Have to. Can't cut the glass, right? It's tempered glass. Tempered, it can't be cut. Can't cut it. True that. True that. I'm working on a glass here, here um, at a site where I am. Um, we've we fixed a fixed glass, like um, a um, storefront. Then um the, the owner of the glass said it, uh, the owner of the site said he didn't want it anymore at that position. Do we have to remove it and keep it? I think the glass was down for a year ago. Then he asked us to come and fix it in somewhere else. So we have to um reshape the um the surface of where we want to put it so it can uh, it can be uh, the glass can be fixed to that position. Like they use um, um, they use um, uh, cement um block. They use block to fix um to make the glass fix into that position. So they reduce the size, the size. So the glass we are fixing the glass back tomorrow morning. All right. So you put it in a different spot than where it came from, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So what else? What else? Anybody have a question or? I got to I got to Go ahead, Shannon. You go, Brian. Um, I just had a quick question. We were, I, we were talking about this a little bit, um, this week and, and a little bit last week, when you guys give out your original quotes and send them to your customer, how much information are you providing the customer on that original quote? So what I mean by that is, are you giving them clear traditional clear glass, as well as a low iron glass, coated, uncoated clamps versus channel. Like the guy I work with and myself were, were talking and, and he was under the impression that I may be providing too much information on the front end where I'm causing some confusion mm -hmm. Uh, to some of my customers and he suggested I, I kind of dumb it down a little bit and dial it back and just kind of give them limited options and or 
information and then kind of let the questions come and answer them as they come and kind of change the quote if necessary. So I was kind of curious as to how some of you guys did it. And like, if you found that if you provide too much information, is it, is it kind of causing confusion and requiring you to field more questions than maybe you wouldn't necessarily have to? I found that, um, I know everyone's going to have their answer, but I found that the things I felt the worst about was when the customer felt I didn't share information with them that they found out later. I, you can always undo the other thing, but when they say, why didn't you tell me that was an option for clear or for channel to whenever we do the rip outs, we automatically go back to channel and negate the whole uh, frameless isn't even an option because you're going to have this issue you're going to complain about. So here's our option for channel on your semi frameless or someone else can deal with all the other aspects of it. And same same thing with this. We love to tell them the difference between clear and Starfire and their privacy options and just in case. And the uh, option between clamps and what a true frameless looks like for with the quick picture. And I think if you're if you can provide the easiest experience so that nothing you gave to them was confusing, because you're always gonna find someone that's like, I don't get it, but that doesn't mean you should stop trying to educate everyone, just figure out where their friction is and how do you modify your process to like meet them where they're at because some people want the link to the video some people want the picture with just two options some people want the phone call some people want all that mm -hmm. and for you to show up with two samples in our process we always show up with the two samples anyways but some mm -hmm. people get all of their decisions way ahead of time before you having to provide that briefcase they can actually get all of that context and feel a lot less um full of questions when you show up. It's more like, hey, uh, we already talked about all this. Let me see all this. Let me hold what you were talking about. And mm -hmm. I already did my research about what we talked about beforehand. The warranty you gave me, the warranty information about its lifetime, the difference in it and why the light matters. Thank you so much because we decided on ultra clear for our bedroom because it matters. The other one's a guest room. Who cares? And the other people actually said, hey, we really appreciated you telling us well lit because our guest room is at the end of a well lit hallway and actually matters that everyone walks down and sees that it's super awesome. We don't want them seeing that little green tint. They're mm -hmm. doing it for show. Other people are doing it and we don't care. What's the cheapest option? We don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like educating them ahead of time helps them make that right decision. And then and then I, I really appreciate that we killed that whole you never told me or how come y'all didn't tell me that was an option that right. I felt way worse about that than everything else than being bombarded with info mm -hmm. i agree i think you need to give them information to protect yourself mm -hmm. um, now if you know there's a budget issue don't give them but much options because then in their mind there's like you know they get all confused and upset they can't have the best for nothing you know but, uh... I guess my question is what, what stage of the process you're talking about, because if you're talking about the very beginning, someone sends us plans or they're, you know, they're mm -hmm. saying, oh, how much would it be for a shower? And they're not expanding on it. Then we're going to keep it pretty simple. We're going to say, okay, well, here's, you know, here's your size with, you know, this color and this glass, and we can go into details, but, um, but then later on, when we've been on site, 
we want to have those conversations with them so we don't have to quote a million different things unless we're on site and we're like, do you want clips or channel? Oh gosh, you know, and you go through the whole description. I don't know. Can you do both? Okay, well, let me tell you about the glass options. Oh, I don't know. Can you do both? Okay, well, here are handles. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, so there are times where they can't decide on a single thing and it's, you know, uh, 20 choices. But when we have the conversation, then, um, you know, hopefully we can narrow that down and they can be a little decisive. But I will say every single time we quote low iron or any other pattern glass or satin etch or anything, we also quote clear just so that they know because sometimes it, it really throws them for a loop. We just want them to have that, that kind of baseline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I usually do too. I narrow down as much as possible information for the customer and I give them the price for the clear and there's an option for the ultra clear. And always I give the optional as well for the for the coating. And I also give like a four different styles for handles. They usually pick like one and I was trying to, but for sure the, the thing is how to make that uh, that information clear and precise for the cluster, right, Brian? So I don't know, maybe you need to try narrow down as much as you can on the first visit or over the phone. Yeah, no, I do. I yeah, when I give my original quote, yeah, I give my original quote. I give I give everything. Mm -hmm. Um the the thing was that the guy I work with was he thought maybe I was going overboard with the information, mm -hmm. whereas I didn't think I was. Mm -hmm. I thought I was, mm -hmm. you know, giving because I was kind of giving them just a plate full and saying, here's here's your options, here's what the differences are what they look like what they mean um you know if if any of these are you know so far beyond your budget and you want me to you know change the design a little bit or make some changes to meet your target number let me know and you know i can work with you um yeah, that's kind of how i go about it yeah sometimes customers they want like to feel that they know your stuff and it's also add value to your closing Mm -hmm. uh, even though like sometimes they have like a second guy the the second guy doesn't go through the, the whole information mm -hmm. they won't be like so secure with the other guy even though even if you're like 10 15 or 20 percent most of the times they, they're gonna be with you yeah because you're so, thorough. Yeah. and if you think about it too it makes sense to give them you know, I mean, you can over, you can give someone too much information, you know, I mean, you can overdo it. But I mean, I think when you're sitting down to quote something, that's the time to come up with all the different options. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you're doing it anyway, right? So if it takes you like five more minutes to give them a few options, it's way easier to do it then than to give them the quote, then have them ask you about options, then go and kind mm -hmm. of back to the drawing board, so to speak. Because now you got to go back to that old task and like and and open it back up. I mean, really, it's more efficient to do all of that at the same time. To do it in the beginning, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we try to modify our pricing calculator so that it spits out all the estimate variations for us at once. So we just put in the width, height, and whatever, and then you have 
what are the seven things they could want? Here's all the price options. And you pick and choose which ones you want to send them based on the context of your conversation. But that way you don't have to go and plug in all these different variables um, for, for that, which is the old process of what we had to do. We had to go through that a thousand times before figuring out it would be cooler if we had something that could spit out all these all hmm. these things instead. So that, that was one way that we were able to shave off time there. Okay. Another thing, um, the customers always, what I've noticed is even contractors, builders, we've heard it a lot throughout the different locations, people uh, saying, wow, we've never even knew there were these other options. And also before Austin ever started, um, before they ever started, selling low iron and we we're questioning if it was right for us are we going to scare away people from the beginning with our estimates because we've never sent them this extra two thousand dollar quote before and the, the initial thing how do we present mm -hmm. it and we realized we sold more low iron when we offered more low iron we sold zero when we offered zero and mm -hmm. just that alone and the fact that there were so much higher margins we said how do we just start offering more upsells towel bar uh the coding like we sold more coatings only when we told them we had more coatings and we realized mm -hmm. like damn we're so scared of giving people what they want we just because of those people that that do complain that it is too much but there are a lot of people who this is what they want they want a lot of what you have and you just didn't tell them you had it and didn't tell them it was an option you tell me there was a guard that would make it easier for me like why then you could have baked it in like some some little it, there's always that that teeter totter, right? You don't want to bombard people with info, but you'll never sell it if they don't know. So how how do you just create mm -hmm. your website and your customer experience to always educate them that it's available to them? Mm -hmm. no, I believe even more information makes you. It will make spend yourself in times of when the customer said, "Oh no, I don't want um black andrew. No, uh, I want um gold andrew." But in your quote, you've already put the information that, oh, this is, I'm putting on black handle, I'm putting on um, a, a, a grid or something, you know. So I believe putting more information, it's, it really makes sense. So it will make you to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you come across as like someone who's thorough, right? Right. Um, and like somebody said, I'm not sure who's, who did, like if the other guy is not giving as much information as you are, even though your price may be a little higher, I mean, they're going to think, well, this is the guy, you know, who gave me all the info, was really thorough in the, the estimate. Maybe they're the people to go with. No, and I, when I do my quotes, when I get to the job, I'll see if it's white tile and that's Starfire automatic. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll add shower guard to it. And then I'll look at the what their hardware is, and if it's square corners or radius corners, I'll you know do square mm -hmm. or, or radius. And when I send out the quote, I'll send them a sketch, and I'll send them a picture of the handle, the hinge, and the clips that I use, so they know exactly what they're getting. Mm -hmm. You know, in the color. Yeah. And then they never read it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I pretty much what you I pretty much do what you do, Timmy. I do the same thing. Yeah. I'll go to the house. I don't do uh um you channel. I never I never offer it. No, I uh, I, I you know I go in the bathroom, you, you see if they got a ladder handles as or pull handles for their cabinets. I put that in there. 
Yeah. If they got square hardware, you know, shower head, okay, it's square or beveled, whatever. Uh, and then I and, and I, I'll talk to them. I have little samples of my, you know, low, low iron and clear glass, and then I have my chip samples of all the hardware, you know, colors I can get. Show them that few pictures and pretty much. And then uh, showers online gives you an option to send a rendering to your customers. They look at it. Oh, great! That's what I want. Boom! Sign it off. Boom! That's it. I'm done. There is no. Mm -hmm. They cannot say nothing after I send that rendering to them. If that's what they want. That's what they get. Hey, they're happy. Mm -hmm. No arguing after that. Oh, I didn't want that. Well, he signed it. Too bad, Jack. You had a contractor sign one once and he goes, how come you put in clear glass? You know, because that's what it said on the quote. Oh, it was supposed to be satin glass. And I said, don't you read? <laughs> so, Brian, your, your coworker probably has a point with some people. I have definitely heard like psychologically that there are people who get overwhelmed with too many options and don't know what to do and don't know how to make a decision, but it's probably not the majority. And mm -hmm. it, I, I feel like if you check back with those people, hey, did you get that? Do you have any questions? You know, then maybe maybe they'll kind of start talking to you about, oh, I, I just don't even know which way to go, you know, and then you can be a guide. But so he probably has a point to some, to, you know, a small extent, but I just don't think it's the majority. Yeah. Now, are you yeah, sending a like sketch also? I send a digital rendering from uh, FHC's design program. Nice. So they get they get a they get a digital mock-up of what it looks like. And then uh, there's a section at the bottom for notes, which I give a brief detailed description of what it's getting, you know, whether it's wall mount hinges, pivot hinges, clamps, channel, uh, the type of handle, the finish, the type of glass, uh, the option for a different type of glass, the additional charge if they wanted the coating on it. Um, and then the second page of that email has, you know, all the warranties and, um, you know, kind of uh, terms and conditions type of thing. So that email goes, and then there's a text that immediately follows that that says, I just sent you the email of the quote. Here's what the finished product would look like in real life. I'll send a picture of a similar design that we've done um, in that finish if I have it, which I usually do. And then kind of like Tim said, the same thing. I'll send a separate picture of the hinges, the clips, and the handle. Uh, so they wow. have all that right there, right up front. So, you know, it gives them a little time. And then like Shannon had said too, I'll let a day or two go by and then I'll send a follow-up text saying, hey, just following up to see that you got the email and the text. You know, if you have any questions, let me know. Happy to help however we can answer any questions um, and kind of do it that way. Okay. I think I, I think I'm pretty thorough. <laughs> That's pretty thorough. Yeah, I don't send them pictures of the hardware unless it is necessary for the situation, whatever that may be, you know? Okay. Uh, especially if they're, if they were particular about, let's say, handle styles and stuff like that, you know, obviously we're going to send them all that information. But um, I don't send them, the, you know, hinges, handles, and all that on basic quotes. But I, I do the sketch, so the sketch has the 
rough dimensions, the nominal dimensions. Mm -hmm. And um, if, if there's a header and a pivot hinge, it's, you know, I'm using Smart Builder, which is like shower online and okay. it has yeah. all that in there. And the description of the hardware will be in there. Okay. Um, we do have a special note that we made specifically that says clear glass does not mean low iron glass. That's smart. Ultra clear. Okay. That's and smart. then yeah. uh, what does happen like sometimes when people do read it, they go, huh, what does that mean? And they ask us and they go, yeah, I might hmm. be interested in that, you know. Um, so we do upsell, but when we added that, we started upselling a lot of low iron mm -hmm. and that's worked pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. but we made that statement because a lot of people, when they, let's say we were quoting them low iron and regular clear, and let's say they went forward and it said on the contract clear glass, they're thinking in their mind, that's a low iron glass. That's clear. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that clear in our industry is opposed to obscure. That's mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's why we made that statement that's automated. That clear glass is not ultra clear low iron glass. Now, how far into your quote or your proposal is that statement is it kind of it's at the top with okay. the shower, shower door okay yeah because i think that makes a difference too right the placement of the statement sure, right. itself. I, I think so yeah. yeah yeah okay good approach i like that i like yeah. that i'm gonna add that in that's a great idea no, to kind of just put it out there that clear because because like you said in a lot of people's minds the word clear in their you know the mental picture they get is that picture of low iron saw on pinterest or whatever it was and to us it means one thing yeah, and to them it means something else yeah well you know people say am i going to get a hinge over here or whatever and they're talking about a clamp you know, they, mm -hmm. they don't know the terminology. They get befuddled and, you know, so you have to kind of start reading what is it that they're telling us. Right. You know, Be between the lines. Exactly. Awesome. Hey, great job, everybody. We did it. All right. We had another <laughs> call. Wow. Awesome. Taco time. Taco time. Yeah, Hi, everybody. Fun. Well, thanks for showing up. I hope I see you again next week. Tell all your friends. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.